Welcome to the Berkey Guide podcast. Today we're bringing back a former podcast guest, because when you win the Berkey more than once, you get to be on the podcast more than once. In this case, Caitlin Gregg has won the Berkey five times, which is two more than anyone else, so she can come on as often as she'd like. We'll talk with her about last year's race, skiing across the finish line with her husband Brian, training this winter during pregnancy, and her plans for the Berkey and beyond. So we're talking to Caitlin Gregg, and uh, welcome, Caitlin. Hey, hi. Thanks for having me. And this is welcome back to the podcast. I know we've had you on at least once and maybe twice before. Yep. Um, but uh, I wanted to invite you back for a couple of reasons. One is that you won the Berkey again last year, and it's sort of getting old hat. What was that? Number? Uh, number five. Yep. Number five. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to talk about that. And then um, I'm guessing that if the odds makers were giving odds, they would not give you very high, very high odds of winning the Berkey this year. Um, <laughs> and there's a good reason for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, timing, my timing wasn't exactly perfect. Um, because I'm due with my first child uh, about three weeks before the Berkey this year. Okay, so you're most almost defi- definitely basically going to have a, uh, a new skier for the Berkey. Yeah, yeah, um, pretty exciting, pretty exciting. Is, and do you? I, I don't know if you if do you know if it's a boy or a girl. We do know it's a it's gonna it's a girl, a little girl. Okay, yeah. So great. So when you stop winning the Berkey in like fifteen or twenty years, she can just jump right back in. <laughs> exactly. I guess exactly. being born right before the Berkey, she'll be able to ski it in eighteen years, almost exactly. So. Yep, exactly. And uh, she's either we we've, we've been already joking. She's either gonna love skiing or hate it. It's gonna go one way or the other. But we're pretty yeah. We're we're definitely gonna be bringing her out. So she's gonna have to have to have to deal with us for a little while doing many Berkeys with her. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, if she doesn't like seeing, it's going to be hard growing up like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's go back to uh, last February. Um, so you've skied the Berkey a bunch of times and uh, this was, I assume you knew that you were going to look into having a, a child. So this was probably a, a, a pretty exciting race for you, but how'd the race go for you? Yeah, last year, last year was great. Um, you know, we, we always, um, you know, it was an Olympic year, so both my husband and I were shooting for the Olympics, uh, no question about that. And, um, and so when that didn't happen, you know, the great thing is, is that, um, you know, the, the Berkey is an awesome opportunity and something that I love doing. And so um, if I'm not at World Champs of the Olympics, I'll be at the Berkey for sure, or I guess in this case, having a baby. Um, but uh, so I was psyched to get the opportunity to race the Berkey cause the year before they had canceled the race. And so conditions were perfect. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just such a, such a race near and dear to my heart because honestly, I wish I could do world champs, the Olympics, all of it and the Berkey, um, in the same year, but unfortunately they coincide at the exact same time. So it's, uh, yeah, it's always a tough decision, which, which way to go. But, uh, last year was, last year was everything I'd hoped. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was a great race. And I know there have been years where you've been at the Olympics and Brian's been at the Berkey or the other way around. And, yep. and it's, you know, to, 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 to be there together must be fun. I know I saw, um, if you listen back to our recent, uh, well, re- recently up, uploaded, not that recently recorded um, podcast from after the Berkey, we talked to your brother-in-law, Chad, who I randomly walked by in Hayward, which is how that podcast gets made. Um, but it, it, it must have been exciting to be there. Uh, somewhat bittersweet not to be sort of in uh, – 
in Pyeongchang and cheering on the the women, especially given the the historic nature of the Olympics last year. I think it was right after the uh, the gold medal was won. Um, so everyone everyone was excited at the Berkey about that last year, yeah. as, as well as the fact that there was snow on the ground. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, there was a great vibe last year. A lot of enthusiasm for skiing, no question. And um, yeah, that's exactly the reasons why I love the Berkey is that it just has such an awesome atmosphere, and so many people are just so excited about skiing and when we have great snow it just really makes the whole environment so so awesome and with things like gold medals now for our country it just the whole the whole event was just such a such a big hit it was so much fun um and yeah getting to race you know getting to be anywhere and traveling with Brian I I feel pretty lucky about that so um it was you know even though we both weren't at the Olympics uh to get to race in the Berkey together is 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 always pretty fun and I don't know if you saw last year, but um, it just so happened that we we actually came down Main Street together, which is how the timing worked out, and uh, that was pretty cool because he got to watch me win uh, my fifth one, which was yeah, which is pretty special. That's right. The uh, men's pack just about caught the women's the the women's leaders, if, if that's correct. Yep. When we got just when we got onto the lake, um, I always now know because I can hear the snowmobile. There's another snowmobile. And we have our snowmobile kind of filming us, and there's another snowmobile that comes up behind us. And that's kind of my cue as to the men's pack is coming. And sure enough, it was a massive pack. Unfortunately, Brian was just off that first pack of about 20 guys, but he kind of trickled in behind. So the first group of men caught us at the beginning of the lake, and Brian um, caught on to us right sort of at the end of the lake. Now, when you, when, when you, were you skiing with anyone, anyone else at that point or were you out ahead? Nope. I was skiing with, there was a pack of four women. Okay. And when you're in a pack like that, is there, are, I don't know, I don't, don't know exactly how the rules work. Are you allowed to jump in and try to draft off the men or do people try to do that? Or do you, these sort of go around or does it sort of mix together yep, and, yep. and shake up? So you're allowed to, um, you are allowed to jump in with men, but you can't, um, you can't have what I would call like a domestique. You can't have someone who is working for you. So it can't be like a teammate or anything like that. Um, you know, in a lot of European races, we actually start right with the men. And so that's just kind of the nature of the event is that the men are sort of interspersed. Um, and back in the day there used to be, you know, when we started behind, um, the elite men, we would catch the elite men. Um, now it's been about 50, 50 that the elite men have caught us or not caught us. Um, and so, uh, yeah, you know, that definitely plays into a little bit of the tactics I would say for the women's race and something I was paying very close attention to when at the time I think when the men caught us I was sitting in fourth and I remember being very very aware of what the what the what the other women were going to do whether they're going to try to jump in the train or whether they're going to stay separate and it's always yeah it's always a it's always 50 50 sometimes sometimes they go for it sometimes they don't and uh it definitely definitely changes sort of the dynamics of the race because I've been in um, the Engadine in Switzerland and uh, we got caught by a big men's pack and at that point you couldn't even see the other elite women. It was just, it was just chaos and uh, yeah, so it's, it's just best to be on your toes and be ready for, for whatever happens. Yeah, this is something that 99.9% of the, uh, the racers aren't concerned with, but, yeah. but interesting and something we're not really going to ever be able to see unless we take a spectating year. You know, there there is some pretty cool video um, online right now. If you Google women's finish or men catching the, you know, men catching the women's pack uh, 2000, 
you know, 18 Berkey, um, you can actually see some, some video footage of, of those moments, which is pretty cool. Yeah, the I was going to say in 2011, I, I actually uh, broke a pole at the start when the, that was when the men went out two minutes ahead. So I got caught by the lead pack, uh, which I believe you were in pretty quickly. And I actually was able to stay with you guys for about 4K and <laughs> pushing as hard as I could. But it, that was a really cold year and I couldn't see through my glasses and went down on a hill and uh, um, and then and saw you guys ski away and it was bye. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it sounds it, it's probably exciting as a, as a skier, although probably harder than just being able to ski your own race with the women and not having to worry about those extra tactics when there are already tactics coming into the finish. Yeah, I would definitely agree. I mean, that's definitely something that you know is nice because we have our own start now, and so that definitely kind of alleviates a little bit of those tactics. But um, but then again, it, there, it introduces new tactics with the elite men behind us. Um, so yeah, it's again. It's 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 legal, but you just you can't have someone that's working for you, meaning that that's you know not they're they're not part of your team or they're not part of your group, and um and so yeah, it just puts another element in there that you always wonder if the men are going to catch you or not, and how that's going to play out. So when Brian came by you at the end of the race, you weren't able to jump behind him and and say go 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 and, and draft no, him in. I honestly I was coming across the lake. I didn't know it was him. Well, I I was coming across the lake. And I heard someone yell, go Brian. And I thought to myself, really? Like, I feel like I look much different than Brian. <laughs> you have the same race suit on, but it's not like his, his I know, I was like, a little bit similar. like, huh. And uh, then I heard another go Brian, and I thought to myself, like, you know, I didn't see him in that pack. Um, you know, I wonder if he's back there. And then I actually did think at one point, I thought, oh, I hope he doesn't. Well, there's two scenarios that could unfold that in that, can, in that case. One is that he passes the elite women and the elite, you know, I was in, I think third at that point and the, the top woman jumps onto him and then follows him in. And then I kind of give him a hard time cause he separated the women apart. <laughs> he was the reason that she got away <laughs> or two, um, that he jumped in front of us and then I jumped behind him and then we got accused of that exactly team tactics kind of, kind of situation. So I remember thinking to myself, just just chill back there, Brian. Just hang out back there once I realized he was back there. And he did until... Um, this is with like the 3% of oxygen that's going to your brain. Yeah, so. yeah. well, I, I, I've had a lot of caffeine at that point. I'm actually pretty sharp. And so then I was like, uh, I was thinking like, uh, well, he came up next to me in the finish. And if you watch the finish, I give him this, I turn and I give him this look of like, I just had, I was so nervous because I thought it was actually the... Um, he waited until he saw that I was going to win it to kind of come up next to me. And uh, so he never actually was ahead of me at all in the race until that final, like, I don't even think, I don't even know if he was ahead of me, just next to me. And I thought it was the, the woman I was trying to out sprint. And I was like, I can't believe she got back up. And uh, then I saw it was Brian. So there's a look of like, oh, no. And then a look of, oh, hey, <laughs> kind of shifts from one to the other, which is pretty funny um, at the finish line there. Yeah, that's... Uh... That sounds like it was uh, one of the more interesting races you've had. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's what I love about the Berkey, though, is that every every race is an awesome story in some way or another. There's always something epic that happens or something monumental or memorable. So, yeah, that's why I love it. And so this year, uh, right now, uh, we're recording this in early January. Brian's in Craftsbury at the, uh, the, the national races. You're in Minneapolis, and uh, you'd normally be racing those races if you weren't in Europe. Yep. Yep. This is my first 
Actually, it's my second year missing um, missing U.S. Nationals in the last 20 years, I think. I think my other year I was racing the Tour de Ski. So, um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely hard. I'm, I'm, I'm psyched Brian can be there. Um, I was hoping we'd both be able to, at least I'd be there to cheer him on, but it's a little too close to our due date. So, uh, yeah, so I'm cheering from afar. And, um, yeah, it's... It's a it's a lot of fun watching racing though too. <laughs> yeah, are you do you have the the package and you're watching on on the internet? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm a huge I'm a huge ski racing fan. I I just love watching it. So, yep. I got the package. I can watch Brian, I can watch all the everybody else I know racing, which is totally fun. Which is after 20 years probably most of the field. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um some kids that I realized when I was racing my first nationals weren't even born yet. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that part too. Now, um, you're you're doing about a month. Yep, yep, just just a little bit under a month now. So February fourth. So obviously, your your ski season. You've been training some, but you're not at the level you usually are right now. Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been doing a pretty good job of getting in some training. Um, both Brian and I are are working, and uh, especially earlier this fall, I was putting in some pretty full time full-time hours. And so that definitely, uh, com- combined with the pregnancy made training a little bit harder, but I did a pretty good job of getting in, um, getting in my training. I'll probably still end up with about 500 hours, 550 this year. So not a, not too shabby for, for a pregnant lady. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I've been getting in probably 20, 25 K a day of skiing. So yeah, by no means, uh, by no means taking it, uh, super, you know, taking it super easy or anything like that. Of course, I'm much slower than I have been in the past, but, uh, but I still enjoy getting out there and, and putting in the time. And so, um, uh, is Brian going to ski a full schedule this year or is he sort of going to come back and be on baby duty starting and starting <laughs> after nationals? Uh, nope. Brian is racing a full schedule. We, uh, we're really lucky and really fortunate and we have awesome sponsors. And so they are, um, they're supporting us and, and we want to support them. And, uh, so, you know, for me, I totally understand it. Brian loves racing, even though he's working full time and he's going to school and he's taking care of me. He, uh, he still, you know, I'm psyched that he gets to get out and, and race and do what he loves. Um, and I, I actually think he's doing quite well. So I think he's, I think he's having a lot of fun. And, uh, so he's got, he's got a whole lineup of races pretty much up until the day before the due date. And then he gets, He'll, so we'll race, he'll race the City of Lakes Lopit, which will be the February uh, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. The baby is due the 4th, and then uh, he'll be racing the Moravos Lopit that next weekend. So, yeah, no no rest. <laughs> so there's, there's a non-zero chance that he'll finish the, the Lopit and just go straight to the hospital. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's kind of perfect timing that he'll be in the Twin Cities racing the weekend that, that you're due. Yeah, yeah, he he might have mentioned to the doctor that he had some, you know, he had some events around that time and it would be really convenient, you know. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So uh I I completely support it and uh I just love it. So I think it's it's pretty awesome. Now, are you hoping to be at least be at the Berkey this year? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's you know, I I kind of joke I had some I heard through the grapevine some competitors were were questioning if I um was going to be racing this year at the Berkey and uh my my doctor did move my due date up a week and so I was saying you know well it's maybe uh she seems she seems to be on my side there giving me an extra week to prepare but um 
I I think my bigger my my biggest goal is to be there with a healthy baby and uh, cheering everybody on uh, as they come down Main Street. I don't I don't get to do that very often, so I'm 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 pretty psyched to uh, to get to experience the the Berkey atmosphere. But there's a non there is there a non-zero chance you jump in and race? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess I'll see how I feel. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, you know, maybe just try the cordial up it this year. Yeah, you know, I was actually thinking about that as I was skiing the last couple of days. I was like, I could, I could definitely ski that far. Uh, so, so we'll see. A lot depends. I, I've, I've been, I've been informed by many, um, many women uh, moms ahead of me that uh, the recovery is, is actually harder than the, than the pregnancy. So I want to be smart. I want to be careful. And um, because I have big goals coming back. And so the, you know, long term, I want to make sure I don't do anything that would jeopardize kind of my goals for the future. Right. And maybe, maybe even just jump in the cordoba and ski it nice and easy back with, back yep. with some of the slower skiers. That'd be a lot, would be a lot of fun, I bet. <laughs> It would be actually really, really fun. I would, I would, that, that, that is exactly what I was thinking is, you know, getting to experience some of those, some of those, um, yeah, some of those race moments and, and kind of Berkey moments that I don't usually get to get to do. So yeah, that will, whatever, whatever it is, I'll, I'll try to make the most of it. I hope to be at the expo. I hope to be, yeah, just around and, and getting to take it all in. So, and, and on the other side of the fence on main street was some, something that you probably haven't been on. (laughs) No, no, I'm really, really looking forward to that. So hopefully, watching Brian come down in the lead pack with our uh, with our little daughter that would be that would be the dream. Now, um, you you said something about uh, uh, coming back next year. Obviously, you wouldn't be the first, given that um, last year at the Olympics, Keegan and Mari were both coming back from pregnancies. What what do you sort of see from them or from other experiences, and what do you plan for the next the next year or so? Yeah, I've. Um, I would I would definitely say that I I 100% have been inspired and motivated by by those women um and many other women. Um there's even a few moms on the World Cup still this year who are getting top 10s and just having amazing seasons and um yeah, I think I think it's pretty cool and pretty inspiring what women can do um after after children and while they're, you know, while they're still, you know, having more children. Um so I, I've been, I've definitely been inspired and motivated and, and, and curious about, you know, what that whole experience is like. So for me, um, the big goals are, um, you know, next year isn't a world championship year or uh, Olympic year, but we have, of course, the Berkey, the 2020 Berkey, um, just a little over a year from when I deliver. And then, uh, there's also a world cup here, a home world cup in Minneapolis. So I'm, uh, yeah, I've got a couple things on my radar and, uh, Looking forward to, uh, yeah, looking forward to kind of seeing what that whole comeback and experience is like. And uh, of course, you know, it could be, it's different for everyone. So I'm kind of, kind of excited just to see how it unfolds. Now that home, uh, that Minneapolis World Cup, that is by, by home course, that is really your home course because you live about a mile from it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and I haven't been traveling very much this year, so I've put in a lot of time on the course, which is, which is pretty fun. Yeah. And, and you uh, know, you can, you can just bring over some of the top skiers in the world, have them over for coffee after the race. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty awesome experience or opportunity. I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I was up uh, a couple years ago, went up to the world, uh, the world, the world cup and, uh, up in Quebec and that was a, a great experience. So it's really exciting that, that everyone in Minneapolis is going to be able to turn out for that. And knowing the ski community, it'll, it'll be jammed and everyone will be happy having a great time. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think it's going to have a huge, huge crowd. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a big hit. So I, I, I can't wait. All right. Well, uh, Kaylin, so great to talk to you. Um, best of luck on the last few weeks of your pregnancy. And I hope everything goes well, um, both obviously for you and for Brian and for your daughter, but so that we can <laughs> see you up at the Berkey in a, in a few weeks. Yeah, sounds good. I, I hope to connect and uh, I hope to cheer you on as well. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it and uh, I can't wait to chat some more down the road. All right, great. Thanks for coming on. All right, take care. Thanks again, Kaylin. And stay tuned for more Berkey podcasting coming in the next few weeks as we get closer to the race. This podcast was produced, believe it or not, by yours truly, and the music is from Tusk Lord from the Free Music Archive. If you know of a catchy and copyright-free, or at least free-to-use, song for us, let us know. Tweet at Berkey Guide or tweet me at Offset, and happy skiing. <laughs>